Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook. And uh, you use that code CHGO when you sign up and you just get the greatest deals of all time because that's what we do for you here. And we appreciate DraftKings being a sponsor. We appreciate Bears fans all being here today. Welcome into our Thursday show. Got a big one for you. Nick Wright is going to be joining us today. Lots of uh, strong thoughts as always. Nick is wearing some kind of vest. What's going on over there? Are we not not digging the vest? No, not 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 a Nick thing. Is this keeps me warm? Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Can't unlike your other co-host, I don't quibble with your garments because you dress well. Quibble with garments? <laughs> I'm not a garment quibbler. <laughs> he with definitely Nick. dressed garment well. Quibbler. It's just different. It's. I mean, you got, we've got, you know, we're geared up. I got QB1, you've got CHGO Bulls going on. So I'm the, the, I'm the odd man now with no CHGO, so. Nick's ready to go out and act like it's Friday after, uh, on a Thursday and <laughs> have a happy hour. Yeah. I was in the Bulls happy hour last night for a little bit. Uh, you know what? I was trying to jump in and then. You talk oh, bears. The talk thing about having an eight-year-old is he doesn't always want to go to bed at eight o'clock happens so before i knew it it was nine and also i got really sucked into the netflix documentary the golf one the, I, I have, have seen, that seen one. this full swing uh, I haven't yeah. watched it's it, so good yeah they basically followed all these pga tour this golfers is la- this is last year what they they just came out no i know but like it filmed last they filmed it all last year during yeah. all the live golf stuff during uh shows justin thomas's comeback at the pga championship it's so good it's so good Joel Damon is now my favorite human being of all time, right next to Mark Carmen. You and Joel Damon would get Thanks, along. Thanks, buddy. Damon, 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 Damon. Damon. You? Damon? I don't know. Damon, Damon. I think there's, it's a, there's an H in there. I'll have to watch. You know, you, uh, hey, Greg Braggs, hi to you, buddy. I, I see you not saying hello to me. That's rude. Uh, but, you know, I, I do like your end of night tweets that yeah, uh, you, whenever you watch television and you just feel like you've got to <laughs> put, you want, you have something that you want to let everyone know and... It, it shows a, a, a range. Your, your, your depth is expanding. It gives away that I was not watching Jalen Carter film last night. I was watching golf. It's okay. You've got the whole weekend. See, I'm a secret. I don't even think it's a secret, but, like, I secretly love golf. I, I watch a lot of golf. Yeah, right. That's Especially you. this time of year. This is, cause this is golf and curling season. Hit the like button if you uh, don't watch golf. Except for the curling <laughs> right go the we haven't talked about this this week like i thought we'd get into it earlier in the week but i may have broken like six international laws to get finally get access to the curling going on in canada right yeah, now Scotty, what you got to do you got to do what you got to do well you need to uh, say it pays to have a family member who lives in canada okay a private vpn is what you need yes but that wasn't the issue i have that PIA. i already use that to get the better version of game pass that exists secret 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 time, as Bert Kreischer it. would say. I've seen it. Um, but the thing about this was you had to pay to get access to TSN, and which is Canada's ESPN, partly owned by ESPN, offering ESPN the Scotties for free and ESPN not showing it on their app for some reason. There's no logic there whatsoever. Um, anyway, long story short, you have to ha- you have to actually live in Canada. You found loopholes. Which I don't. You found loopholes. So, Got anyway. your curling fix. Uh, yeah. Like button for... W- 
I don't think we have problems with Canada. I think we can no, coexist like, with Canada. Like Biden for wanting to visit Canada. Like oh, Biden yeah. for wanting to go to Montreal sure. or of Toronto or of Vancouver. I'd lo- I've never oh, been to... Hoping to go to Vancouver in July. I've been Ooh. to Vancouver for like two days. I had a buddy who lived out there, and but I really want to go to Montreal because I hear the people are amazing. I hear it's beautiful. I've heard great things. And, uh, and, and Toronto, let's go see the Bulls and the Raptors. Les, les Québécois, huh? Yeah. Oh, Montreal. Je vais Pardon? Congratulations to Mayank, by the way, who took me out last night. And uh, Félicitations. Yes, for sure. For sure, senor. No. No? Monsieur. Monsieur Coco Sol Sol. Monsieur Laurent. What the hell's going on? Je sais quoi quoi. Are you guys done yet? Hey, the Nick Wright conversation come up is going to be sweet. He's got... And it's going to make way more sense than whatever conversation you guys just had. It was a, I think that was good bonding for me and Lawrence, to be honest. You got a, cu- a little culture. What's going on? You're looking at my Angelo Blackson? Yeah. Angelo wait, 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 what do you call it? My Angelo Blackson. <laughs> <laughs> He's done, man. Bears avoided the contract of Angelo Blackson. I thought that would be the lead today. That happened two days ago. Yeah. And it but was, it was an update on the website, right? Was that one of the no. guys? Why have we talked about it? Because his contract was scheduled to void. He had but it's in the chat. You. They're talking to Angelo Blacks. I feel guys, like we guys, missed something. Guys, 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 guys. You, we, you, have you heard of these things called void years that they've put on the contracts? We know when contracts Not. void. He has been on my list here, my, my glorious spreadsheet that I should probably share with people. What about Aaron Rodgers at, coming out of at least you guys. quarantine? The Hobbit-like now structure that's they, interesting. they wrote about. Um, <laughs> but no, Blackson's been listed on my upcoming ufas all you know since november he's his, it's, he didn't get cut guys he was scheduled to have his contract voided can we at least have a moment also of he wasn't even there did you guys see locker room clean out day remember he like he was a healthy scratch at the end of the mm-hmm. year and then locker room clean out day it was just gone like i don't think he's, he's coming back coming. guys I, I think angelo blackson was the one bear that i never spoke to all year i never I, me and angelo never bonded I feel surprising. I, I feel bad about that. Well, that's probably why he got his contract voided. <laughs> did you know the car. Did you hang with Blackson? I don't think I spoke to him once. Did you talk to Blackson? By the way, I really like Blackson in 2021. There, he had his moments. 20, yeah. And, um, I just don't think he was a great fit for the defense last year, and just didn't really wasn't a good wasn't a good fit. It's all good. Okay. Um. How do we want to do this? We we uh we we taped the, an interview with Nick Wright. Yesterday, who just retweeted out a link to the show, so I appreciate that, Nick. Um, and that's awful nice. So, and um, we got into some good Justin Field stuff, some Packer stuff that actually I thought was interesting. Well, I didn't even seen this yet, but Nick was talking about. I want to go back and watch it because I think it's a great conversation. Apparently, he went off on the whole Jordan Love thing yesterday on his show. For the guys that don't know, Nick Wright. Amazing host of uh, the uh, First Things First. First Things First on, on FS1. And uh, if you are looking for another podcast to listen to uh, yeah. when you're not listening to all of our podcasts here at CHGO, the What's Right podcast is highly entertaining. But but here's why I, 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 I really like having Nick on. I like talking to him. Um, not because you guys have a personal relationship, which is obviously part of that. But in this day and age when we live in with all this screaming debate television... Those guys on that show do a really good job of actually bringing, like, actual information and research to the table. 
And I don't think I don't know that there's anybody out there that's better at like constructing these arguments and presenting them than Nick is. So yeah, I did all of that, and so just my relationship with him, just to give full circle, I I was at. I needed to get on the air more. I was at WGN, then I would get like three minutes of time every six months. So, <laughs> so, so I I took a job. My, the, the offer was, do you want to go produce the afternoon show in Kansas City? You'll be the update guy, and you'll get fill-in hosting opportunities. And at that point in time, that was the best thing that I had going. So I'm like, sure, I'll do it. So I moved down to KC. I get there. I don't know Nick Wright from anyone. And I walk in the first day. And it's this weird-looking dude who's <laughs> standing up, then sitting down, then getting in a catcher's thing in his, in his chair, and just fidgety as all hell. And I'm looking at him like, this is the guy who's 15 years younger than me that I'm going to you know, have to work with every day. And then it took about two weeks, and I'm like, this dude is better than anyone I've heard on the radio, period. Like, he is supreme and that was before he took off and i'm like i i I, and that's no disrespect to anyone else i'm like you're you're just he's just that good um super smart super interesting funny and like just just knows how to do it so that's then and then we both ended up working in houston together i lived with them and his family. Which you've told yeah, us some interesting stories. Did you, did you share a room like you did with Nick at the Super Bowl? No, or? no. I, I, had my, I had my own room. Oh, nice. uh, oh. But me and his eight-year-old did share a bathroom. And she, you know, had a slight flushing issue that, that, <laughs> that, that, that was unfortunate at the time. <laughs> I didn't under, I just don't get that one. Why do kids not do that? Or my, even my, adults. My nephew is the same way. <laughs> adults, no. Yeah, he he just goes to the bathroom, doesn't close the door, leaves, oh. leaves the thing up, doesn't flush, just walks right out, doesn't wash his hands. I was just, uh, doesn't close the shout door. Shout out Weston. I love you very much. But come on, man. Let's get this thing together. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's really not a big process here. There's one thing you got to do. Chop, chop. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I, I think that that is, uh, you know, she's grown up to be an amazing person who's, like, dominating the world now. So perhaps it wasn't uh, – didn't really matter as far as no, life I success think, goes. Know, everything's fine. Anyway, uh, but, you know, and I see a lot of Nick wrong comments. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, I completely dis- disagree and want to fight him on everything he says about LeBron James. Uh, but <laughs> – <laughs> Uh, it, if there's one thing that you should respect about him, uh, especially the people that watch this show, because you all are diehards and you're very involved, he watches everything. He reads everything. He's a 24-7 dude. There, there's no lack of research being put into any take that he puts out there. Period. End of story. Which I respect because there's a lot of that going on right now with yeah. a lot of this debate TV where they're yeah. just like... <laughs> Like, yeah, not naming names. There's a lot of dudes who get their who get their information because they get huge sheets of of, of information every single day because they get they told all, what they're talking about. They get told what they're talking about. They have their all their research. They're not necessarily and they're not watching games and they're they're certainly not like this dude is just kind of like you with the XFL. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I can't just wait ask for it for more extra points. I, what is there any recommendation of a game that I should watch this weekend to make I, there's this? There's four games each week. It's not hard. They're all on. I know, but is there like a good one? All of them. All of them are good. That's, I don't know. Are we talking who's, about the XFL now? Yeah. Well, AJ I said McCarran that I, because I haven't watched. You that do I, have to watch the, the XFL this week. Yeah, Battle, so Battle what, Hawks. Yeah. Battle Hawks, not Battle Stars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Watch the teams. AJ McCarron. 
in the battle. I hit it on, and it was just I like the rules, and that's uh, pretty much the only right, thing I'll, I like about it. I'll figure it out <laughs> after we play the next. By the way, I you. see people asking about Corey Wooten. Corey Wooten um, was. We love Corey we, Wooten. Corey's gone nowhere other than the season ended, and he was here to be on on Mondays and mm-hmm. some post game shows, and the season ended. Corey's not going anywhere. Corey's actually going to be with us next week in Indianapolis. Spoiler alert! Oh gosh! So is that happening next week? I, did I say weekend? Week. Whatever I said. We're out of here next Monday. We're going to hear from Corey next week. So there you go. Um, that's all. We love him, too. All right. Let's get to this interview with the, Nick. The Battle Hawks are playing the Seattle Sea Dragons tonight. It's a good uniform. Eight matchup. o'clock. There's a game tonight? Tonight. Oh, wow. There you go. Thursday night Thursday football night. is yeah. back. Let's go. See, low-key might be a better game than some of the Thursday night games we got this year. Low-key amazing that I was able to bring that to the forum here. None of you knew there was XFL tonight. Do you have anything on your calendar tonight? Actually, you do. It's It's Thursday. I know exactly what you have on your calendar. What do I have? It's Thursday. Yeah? No? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm not going to bring it up. Oh, Uh, I have that on my calendar, too. But, like, but no, I, I, it's, it's Cats, Illinois tonight. Eight eight o'clock tip, baby. So we cannot no make you. We cannot make you watch the XFL tonight. We also have a super chat. I think we should hold off until after the Nick Wright okay. interview. Okay. We see your super chat. We'll get. Yes. We'll get to that. Um, we'll dive into this right now, and uh, here it is: our conversation from yesterday with Nick Wright. It is our pleasure at CHGO to bring in one of my best friends, a Super Bowl champion, two That's times true. now. It's it's true. And uh, apparently Patrick Mahomes is and, and Travis Kelsey and maybe the rest of the Chiefs is best friend. Uh, first things first, dominating two. And uh, maybe, you know, America's number one media personality. Oh, what do you thanks. think, Adam? Did I oversell this at all on Nick? Uh, I just I'm curious on if Nick actually gets a Super Bowl ring or not. Well, you know, I'm curious about that, too, actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm not certain, uh, but I certainly earned it, you know. When you have the fortitude to believe in plucky underdogs, such as the Kansas City Chiefs, who many people thought were the worst team in their own division. Many people thought, you know, didn't have a top five quarterback in the entire NFL. Uh, Everyone thought was going to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals in Arrowhead, Burrowhead, I should say. Everybody thought, that oh, the Eagles pass rush, they're never going to be able to handle that. Uh, And then they, you know, you're the one person standing, you know, atop the mountain of criticism, deflecting it so it doesn't reach the players. Yeah, I mean, I probably deserve some type of jewelry. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe. Go ahead, Adam. Well, this is just super interesting because, you know, I I just sat in the car driving in the miserable rain we have here in Chicago, getting home, listening to all of our, our, we have a mutual friend named Danny Parkins. You guys obviously are closer to him than I am, but but I still call him a friend. And he was just blasting Tim Anderson on the White Sox for about 45 minutes for trying to claim that a media member could be contributing to the team's losing ways. But I don't know. It sounds like Nick here is taking credit for the Chiefs winning ways. So maybe there's there's something to be said for this. I don't know. Well, I think, listen, I, I think there is, in all seriousness, I think a very real thing in sports is being able to play the nobody believes in us. I think that actually helps professional athletes. I think that it, it sharpens motivation, and I think it sharpens focus. And I do think that it helped the Chiefs, that the Bengals had the audacity to call it Burrowhead Stadium. I think it is noteworthy that moments after reaching the Super Bowl, 
Patrick Mahomes is invoking that the Cincinnati mayor said Joe Burrow was Patrick Mahomes' father. I do think sometimes just I, I think we all agree that sometimes what bites teams is they get too arrogant, they get ahead of themselves, they believe the headlines. If we believe that can be a negative, then of course uh being able to rally around no one believes in us can be a positive. And if somehow despite being the dominant team of your era with the best coach in the world and the best quarterback ever, you can still channel nobody believes in us. Like, you guys remember the Patriots in their last Super Bowl that they won, Edelman grabbing Brady and saying, you're too old. Like, they, that I, I do think that helps great athletes if they can credibly sell it to themselves. And I think the Chiefs had that going for them. Well, I can also tell you that it helps, you know, uh, elite radio personnel slash slash YouTube podcast. Because when people oh. have told me that I couldn't do things, I mean, look, it, yeah. it, it right, it motivated me right to this point. What do you think about that? Look at you home? now. That's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, uh, I would also submit that. Well, let me just tie this, bring this back to the Bears, because what you just said, best coach, best quarterback. I was trying to argue or just point out to Bears fans that the Chiefs. We're not a good organization. They were, in fact, a bad organization. And then they got lucky and skillfully, too. I mean, they drafted Patrick Mahomes, but Mitch Trubisky was taken ahead of him. Deshaun Watson uh, could have gone that way, didn't. Okay, give him credit. But everything changed once they got the quarterback. It made the whole organization. Uh, I would disagree a tiny bit. Okay. It made them a championship organization getting the quarterback. The organization changed when they got Andy Reid. So, so right. And they I think they were that... a clown show organization until they hired Reid. And then they became a perennial playoff team, but they had a clear ceiling because they didn't have the quarterback. But Reid was the first step. And then Mahomes was the most important step. Right. And so that's right. And I was uh, long winded there. Sure. But I was pointing out like they, they, it actually changed when Andy came, as you're saying, would you call that a lucky hire? Would you call it? They knew what they were doing. I, I I'm just, I'm trying to fit. Cause right now with the bears, we don't know if Ryan Poles actually knows what he's doing. We haven't figured out if Matt Eberflus is a good head coach. We we're still trying to figure out the Justin Fields narrative. If given the weapons, if he's going to get there. So I'm trying to draw some level of parallel and optimism with the chiefs, which maybe I shouldn't be doing. Well, listen, I, I don't know that you can call Andy Reid a lucky hire, but Andy Reid was fired in Philadelphia. They were done with him. And, uh, you know, I don't think – I think a lot of people thought that for as good as a designer of offensive plays as Andy Reid was, nobody thought he was a Hall of Fame coach before he did this in Kansas City. No, And, and now, I mean, Andy Reid by October of next year will be number four on the all-time NFL wins list, four. It'll be Hallis, Shula, Belichick, Reed. He's right now number five. He's three behind Landry. He already is number two on the all-time playoff wins list. And now it, it does, I think he is 11 and, don't quote me on this, but I think he's 11 and 13 without Mahomes and 11 and three with Mahomes which kind of, you know, speaks to the unbelievable run that he's had with Mahomes. But Andy made five conference championship games and one Super Bowl before Patrick Mahomes ever played it down in the NFL. 
Uh, now he's made five more conference championship games and three more Super Bowls with Mahomes. I don't know if you listen, I don't think Matt Eberflus is going to be Andy Reid and Justin Fields obviously isn't Patrick Mahomes, but I I think that I think you I think it's dangerous for teams to try to be the Chiefs because the Chiefs are trying to be the best team ever. Like that's now the the and I'm not trying to be arrogant here. I Mahomes has more quickly than any athlete I've ever seen ascended past any contemporary comps. So like Jordan, let's use your guy, Jordan. Jordan first, you know, he had to ascend past Bird and Isaiah and Magic. And then by the mid, by, you know, basically championship number two or three pre-first retirement, he was now just competing with ghosts, with legends, with Wilt and Russell and Kareem. LeBron, it was LeBron versus Kobe. Then it was LeBron versus Durant. Then it was LeBron versus Steph. And then it became 15 years in LeBron versus Jordan, right? That's the only conversation left. Mahomes is five years in, and it's just him versus Brady. It took five years for him to dispatch all of that. So nobody is going to be able to hold up to that standard. The question that I would have if I'm the Bears is, can we do within the NFC North what the Chiefs are trying to do within the entirety of NFL history, right? Can we have the preeminent coach-quarterback combo in our division because if you do, you're going to be in the tournament every single year. And when you look at the division and you say, okay, Goff and Dan the man Campbell, we should be better than that combo, right? If we have the right coach and the right quarterback. LaFleur and Jordan Love, we should be better than that combo. And Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, we should be better than that combo. And that's where, uh, to me, the Bears question has to be. I And, you know, I'm not a big fan of hiring defensive head coaches. I think it puts your quarterback in a rough spot. But that's what, that to me is the standard it's got to be for Chicago or for any team really other than Kansas City. Nick, well, the last time we talked to, I think was like, I don't know, mid-November or something. It was it was on the heels of when the Right, right after the Bears went on that offensive run where they lost every yep. game, but they actually led the league in scoring for four straight weeks, which I'm not yep. sure. I, I have to remind everybody, you know, on a daily basis that that actually happened because it really did. <laughs> um, it, it, you were very, you were very high on Justin Fields. It sounded like at that point, I like it. It seemed like a lot of people were. Then, you know, he gets a little banged up. He has a terrible game against the Lions that ends up kind of leaving a sour taste in everyone's mouth right at the sure. end of the year, but it was just one game. And then they get the number one pick and all of a sudden it's like every day, it seems like the storyline is should the bears trade Justin Fields and just draft Bryce young instead. Where do you come down on that topic? I don't believe in small quarterbacks. Me neither. Flatly. I just, I, I think it's, I think there are certain things that are just it. Listen, if Caleb Williams was in this draft, I would trade Justin Fields in a heartbeat. I like Justin a lot. I think Caleb is going to be a superstar. I think the kid from Florida actually might be, end up being the best quarterback in this draft. You obviously aren't going to draft him at number one and trade Justin Fields. You're not going to do that. But I just I like the size profile. I like the upside. Um, but tiny quarterbacks terrify me. 
and Bryce Young is tiny. He's not small. He's tiny. Mahomes, compared to previous era quarterbacks, is on the smaller side. But no, but he's six two, and he's thick. You know what I mean? He's he's absolutely big enough. Uh, everybody loved Kyler's film coming out of college. They didn't necessarily love some of the personality stuff. They loved the film. And I just my take was smallest ever. Don't want it. Just it, it just a red. My, my feeling in this year's NBA draft was Chet Holmgren is the skinniest player I've ever seen. I don't like prove me wrong. If you're going to be in the one percentile of height or weight, I'm going to be, not be in the business. Now, Devontae Smith was that for wide receivers. He's been good. But every time he gets tackled, it looks like the guy who's going to tear all his ligaments. And so far, he's been fine, so maybe prove me wrong. But that's on the quarterback. Um, it, the, now, I have been one that has said the Ravens should call the Bears about Justin for Lamar because the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar and they have an offense built around a mobile quarterback. And I think for Chicago, that is at least a discussion you've got to have. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, you know, I, 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 this is not a, a unique opinion to me. You, you just hold an auction for the number one pick and you trade it and you roll with Justin and you spend some money and you get as many quality players as you can. Like if it were, if it were a draft where I am sold on the quarterback, then you have to consider trading Justin Fields. But I'm not sold on either of these top two quarterbacks. What do you think happens with Aaron? He has to play somewhere else. He has to. I, I the, And I, on the TV show today, uh, I got into a surprisingly loud argument with everyone else about that if and I didn't I didn't expect it to go this way at all and our show doesn't do a lot of like yelling and arguing but I was pounding the table sorry yelling <laughs> that if they because there was a report that if they bring back Aaron Jordan Love's going to ask for a trade and my colleagues basically were against that and I and I was beside myself I couldn't believe that they would be against it if they run it back with Aaron one more time, they owe it to Jordan Love to trade him. Note that we in the, the hundred and some year history of the NFL, we have never had a first round quarterback go four years without having an opportunity to start, without getting a chance. And you, you can't steal that from the kid. Aaron waited three years and then played the entirety of year four. I think the pack, listen, I think Aaron's a pain in the ass. I think he is not a great player anymore. Once upon a time, he was the most talented quarterback in the league. He's not that anymore. And just look at the trajectory of the last three years. You make the NFC championship game. Aaron doesn't play great in that game. Doesn't make the play at the end of the game he needs to make. They lose. The next year, you host the divisional round as the one seed. The other team scores zero offensive touchdowns and you lose. This year, you are hosting the Detroit Lions in week 18 to go to the playoffs and you lose. And he's 39 years old. And let's say to be kind, eccentric. Like that you can't, and he's going to make $50 million. I, 
I don't know why you'd trade for him. Like people are talking about the Jets trading for him and the Jets hired Nat Hackett for the same reason the Broncos hired Nat Hackett seemingly as Aaron Rodgers bait. But I'd rather have Derek Carr. Derek Carr's cheaper, lower maintenance, and over the next two years might be as good as Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron's only got two years left. So I don't know. I I would be I think the Packers made a huge mistake when they were four and eight not playing Jordan Love, not admitting our season is over. Let's give this guy a month to see what he's got. They didn't do it. So be it. It was a mistake. I said at the time, uh, but now they're in a weird spot because they don't really know if Jordan Love can play, but they've got to play. They've got to play. Nick, I have extremely strong thoughts on how badly the Packers have messed this up over the last three years. I think they should have traded him on that draft day the day the bears drafted Justin Fields, when all that stuff came out on draft day that said, Hey, the Broncos might trade for Aaron Rodgers today. And we don't, I don't know. I even know if we know how true that was or not, but I would have traded him then. Cause I thought the writing was on the wall. You can't keep Devontae Adams. You can't keep them both. And I didn't think that they were good enough to win a super bowl at that point. They got kind of close. They were in the NFC Championship game again, but then they got, you know, they played the 49ers and lost again. And then I thought last year, no, they, I thought well, it, hold on, they weren't in the, that, that wasn't the NFC Championship game. Oh, you're right. That, that was, was the divisional round. Game. So yeah. their first divisional round. They yeah. lose 13 to 10. They yeah. scored a touchdown on the opening drive. On their second drive, Mercedes Lewis fumbles and Rodgers shuts down. And yeah. Rodgers, like, something was one thing went wrong and he shut down. Nope, you're right. And it's and that's been a pattern that was already existed then. And then I thought it was insane to give him an extension last year. Just absolutely insane, even if his I trade value had gone down. And now it's like, what do you even get for the guy and his contract's crazy? And to, I totally agree with what you just said. They should have played Jordan Love. And they just are like totally handcuffed it by this so, guy. The, the idea they were four and eight and everyone's like, they're mathematically alive. Mathematically alive for what? Your city is called Title Town. <laughs> like alive to what be the seven seed and get dog walked by the Niners in round one. Congrats. And then they won those four games in a row and it looked like they were going to make the playoffs. All these Packer fans were like, you still think we should have played Jordan Love? I'm like, yes, I do. And also they're like, Oh, you want us to give up on the season? It's like, no playing the guy who eventually is going to be your quarterback who you drafted in the first round playing him is not giving up on the season. It is not benching car for Stidham. It is, it is saying we, we're not winning a championship this year either way. Let's get as much information as we can. I, Yeah, I think they butchered it entirely. Entirely. Nick, right. First things first. If you're not watching the show, you're not living your life the right way. Let's, let's wrap up with this. You're a master strategist. You see angles better than like literally anyone I've ever talked to in my life. If you're Ryan Poles... You're a second-year general manager. You're 37 years old. You're the GM of the Bears. You you made your way up through the Chiefs. You got yeah. the number one pick. You get all the salary cap money. How do you secure yourself as a longtime employee doing what you love and trying to make your football team win look good in the process here? Because you, you could play it super safe, and while well, you can't fire me for this, or you could try to be the genius. I just think there's a lot of calculus on how he's going to go about this. So I think – the first team I would call about the number one pick is the Texans. I think they would be the first team. And I would say, just t- listen, 
we are we're we are trading this pick we don't know who we're trading it to and because we don't know you guys will have no idea no matter what your intel is on who likes what quarterback who is going to be taken at one and your guys whole draft board is going to be askew because you're either going to get your guy your guy's going to be there at two but you will have no idea so what is your best offer from one to two and see if you can get a real return. Like, can you get the their the number two pick plus their second rounder and something else pretty awesome? Like next year's second. I don't you can't get next year's first, I don't think. But you add, and keep in mind this year's first round only has 31 picks because of the Dolphins tampering thing. So, you know, the so I would do that. And, a, and then the number two pick, I would call Indy and say, okay, like if I would that trade, I would probably hold till draft day. And I would find a team that loves Bryce and I would find a team that loves CJ and tell, you know, whichever team's highest in the draft that loves each of them and basically say, give, tell me what the, you know, we'll work out a deal that if your guy is here, we're going to make this deal on draft day and then be ready to be trading down to four or trading down to seven or whatever it is and walk away from the draft with one blue chipper that you drafted this year, you know, two additional firsts in the future, two or three additional seconds and restock the team that way. That's what I would do. That was my first dream scenario. You can I think it's possible too. I, I yeah. think it's possible. You know, you said you have said that. I think it's. I, I think I do think this might be one of those years where we see the pick traded like a couple weeks before the draft. But hey, what the Bears got by getting the number one pick was just a bonus. We were all saying they're celebrating number two and saying that number they could two. trade then. So it, yep. it, you, here's the tax, Houston. You you stupidly won that game for Lovey Smith. Congratulations. Now you got to pay us this. For a hundred percent, and and if trading down to four, and if ever all the draft experts basically say two quarterbacks are going to go super high, and then there's the two defensive players that different people have each. You know, some services have uh, d- depending on the Alabama kid and the Georgia kid as the number one player in the drafts, respectively. If you're sitting at four, you're guaranteed to get one of those two defensive players. And then, and, but the, so I think, I think trading it twice would be great if you could do it. It's a lot of, you know, it, it's not easy to do those things. But I also, you know, the Colts traded with the Jets five for three and got three future second round picks, I think, to move down the two spots. I think that was the trade that ended up being Darnold, and then the Colts drafted Quentin Nelson. They got the best player, and they got the extra picks. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's what you can't do if you have the number one pick in a draft where there's quarterbacks is use the pick and not draft a quarterback. You can't get the value from it. So the Bears can't draft, can't stay at one and draft Walker. You just can't do it. Nick Wright, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. That's right. We love you, buddy. Congratulations. You appreciate it. Congrats. I appreciate the work you guys are doing. Big times for this whole company. 
the folks in Phoenix, they got Kevin Durant. Folks in Denver have, you know, a three-time MVP who is only four and a half championships away from the average for the other three-time MVP, so he should get working <laughs> on that. And you guys got the number one pick of the draft. Hey, we I was thank you so much for underlining the company. We won't even bring up that, you know, I you just straight blew us off at the Super Bowl because you were Ooh. getting ready to buy a Louis Vuitton sweater for twenty six hundred dollars and dance with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I mean that it's, it's no big deal. But you did I it's actually I actually bought the sweater when I was back in New York. I blew you off at the Super Bowl because there's a place in about twenty minutes outside of phoenix called the talking stick resort and casino mm, yes and there was an unbelievable plo game there that i won <laughs> enough money to buy five of those damn sweaters that's why i blew you off yes, yes. talk wow. to you later buddy. i, I think it I was a good it. move i think it was a good move thanks I nick I, I don't know if i believe it but i don't know the smile looked kind of maybe maybe legit nick you're it's the 100% best 100% true talk to you later bye <laughs> it, it is 100% true me and you I could mean, not comment on PLO because only Lawrence apparently knows that that's Pot Limit pot Omaha. Pot Limit Omaha. That is a game you need to have a big stack of chips in front of you. Sounds like he did. Sounds like he left with a bigger stack. That game could get wild. Hang out with us on Radio Row, win thousands of dollars. Man, I, I was talking stick. He was there on that's Thursday and Friday of, of Radio Week, so I'm texting him like, you coming by? All, all day Thursday, didn't hear from, didn't hear from, 10 o'clock at night, whenever what we were doing on Thursday night. I'm over at the Potlick, or whatever he just called it. Uh, you want to come by? <laughs> the Potlick. We were getting sushi. Talking stick. We were getting sushi. We were getting sushi Thursday night. That's the right. three of us, live look at us at the sushi place. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mark, I think, fell asleep. When did we go to bed? Hogue was over there. Uh, yeah, Hogue was in his side. own corner. I was in my corner on my phone. Nick, I don't know what you were doing. I was awake. That, that was when DNVR and Phoenix were they were they were all awake and having a good time. We we had already had pizza. Yeah, we, we had, had really good pizza. Yeah, we had already eaten. And you, you but here's go? what I love. You, you got, got a text from Pizzeria Bianco. Did you wait four hours for pizza? No, actually, <sighs> I, what it's called. I think we secretly won the Super Bowl, the media Super Bowl, because I read all those stories about there's a four hour wait and Paul McCartney was at Pizzeria Bianco. I'm going to be honest, I can't remember the name of the place we went to, but it was freaking good. Delicious. And, where was it? And it had the Northwestern game on for Carm. Oh, that's where he was yelling. And that was huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was un making me very uncomfortable with his screaming, but the pizza was good. That was a great meal. What, and what part of town was that in? Do you know, by any chance? Uh, we had to, we that tried was riding scooters. That, that uh, was also the scooter night. within yeah. four blocks of the convention center downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was scooter night. And, and uh, since you just brought me up, I just want to remind everybody that there's a great new song that I came up with today that's coming up later on the show. Yeah, we're going to have that after this yeah, break. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to point out, though, that you were half asleep at the sushi place. You get a text <laughs> from Nick Wright that says, I'm at Talking Stick. Do you want to come? We actually weren't that far away. We were in Scottsdale at the time. No, I looked at it. It was like so close. And I was like, yeah, no. I you can't asked me. You're like, you want to go? And I go, there's a 0% chance that's happening. <laughs> and at that point, I was the one that had the car keys. That's true. Yeah, which I, was, which is, I was, which was like, the most powerful I felt all week, which is great. I could have Ubered it. Seeing my buddy lost money. No, not doing it. You, uh, you guys learned. Decisions. You guys learned that week that. When I'm on the road, I like to have control over things. And when I don't, I get a little squirmy. You, a little it was a great week. I can't wait <laughs> to see what develops in Indianapolis. Oh, part two. Let's go. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be fun. All right. Um, 
well, between now and then and tonight and even next week, you know, the great thing about uh, DraftKings is you can always be on there checking out what's happening. We're looking at the XFL line for Carm tonight. The Seattle Sea Dragons are four and a half or four point favorite? Four. Four point, four point favorite over the St. Louis Battlehawks. Chicago's. Please XFL don't ever say team. that again. Come on, let's not. <laughs> no, just no. Let's not even dive into that garbage. <laughs> a Chicago trash pizza. Not a great city. What? We don't have billboards in, on the on two ninety four that say Chicago's XFL team. Ugh. I think we should. Um, but look, DraftKings has NBA's no sweat same game parlays. Uh, MLB bets are coming up. Uh, you were just looking at handball? No, I just said it's on there. It is an option. You could bet handball. I was. Yeah. Uh, I bet the Champions League the last two days. Uh, nice. Three or four uh, games I was on the correct side of things. That's good. It's profitable. That, that's, a, that's a win. Um, you can download the app now. Sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5. Get $200 be- uh, dollars in $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I can't remember if we did our play of the week earlier this week, so we'll do another one. But give me the Sea Dragons tonight. <laughs> I'm all in. The Battle Hawks, they basically had to have a comeback of epic proportions in that game against the team I can't remember the other day. Yeah, but now they're battle-tested. Huh? Ah. Huh? Heinz Ward. Oh, the Brahmas. What is the Brahma? Well, the Brahma Bull is the Rock. That's his nickname. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, that's, that's why true. it's a... It, I think they have the coolest logo and the coolest... Is it his tattoo? Colors. I think but it is, Heinz yeah. Ward was standing there looking very confused as his team gave up the, <laughs> What's going the on? lead. How are you doing this? <laughs> also, he's probably confused he's a head coach of a football team. <laughs> right. True. Very true. Are there rosters for these teams? I just actually pulled up the roster for the St. Louis actually, Battle Hawks. There's actually a number of ex-Bears and like training camp heroes in the XFL. Oh, I mean, that's a team Bears fans need to you know, root for. I'm trying to see if there are any on the St. Louis Battlehawks. None of these names look familiar, but <laughs> you can <laughs> you can look up the XFL, but you should be doing it in some of your FOCO gear while you're kind of scrolling there through what what XFL team, what prop bets you want to, you know, bet on. But Chicago, you already know, you've got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. You can get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. And if you're looking for the perfect gift for just a sports fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Looking at some of these rosters just makes me realize how big of a football problem I have. Because you know everyone? Not everyone. Like, not even probably 10%, but just the fact that I know, like, a Steven Montez, former Colorado quarterback. Uh, yep, oh, yep. South Carolina first, right? Did I don't Montez know that transfer? part. I don't know if he transferred. Remember uh, Ben DiNucci from James mm, Madison? No. Yeah. How good are you over there, Lawrence? If I told you Wait, Brian Hill, can you pull that one? Brian Hill? Okay. Yeah, well, well, hold on. What position does he play? He's a running back. I'm off. The, I'm way off the board. Like if you had pulled this, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Josh Seltzner, former West Wisconsin Coast School old lineman, West, West running back. Was he? At, was he at Wyoming? Bang! Oh, wow! Bang! That's pull off Wyoming. I'm gonna pull one up. I'm gonna pull one on Carm right here. Wait, Brian Hill isn't he a kid from? 
Illinois, or am I, is that another former Wyoming running back? That would make sense as to why he's a battle hawk. Carm. Yes. <laughs> Jared Thomas? Jared Thomas. Nope. Oh, boy. I know. Northwestern. Ooh, I would have guessed it just because. Played what position? Offensive line. That's why. <laughs> oh, what a shot at the yeah. old lineman. Brian Hill, he's matter. from East St. Louis. Jared Thomas, was he a good offensive lineman? Obviously, he did something. Where's Dave at it? Bri- what? Brian Hill is from East St. Louis. There we go. Mm. He's Went on the uh, Belleville he's West. He's in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. Which right. we'll get to that in a what little bit. What is this video? You're, you're, I actually did, yeah. did not even take the time to watch this. Yeah, this that morning. made you, you made oh, the right choice. So <laughs> I'm excited to see it, though. So this is what was going on in my head today as I was getting ready for the show. And we should I, have a new segment called Inside Carm's Head. Oh, well, I, you know, the, the, the pushback on the Justin Fields Bryce Young conversation was kind of bothering me that. Like this is not. There's no insult whatsoever to Justin, uh, and I call him a Mercedes Benz on this show. So, and with would you trade for would you would you trade him if you could get a Rolls Royce? Assuming Bryce Young is a Rolls Royce, and he's not a Rolls Royce by most people's account, and and my own too, because the dude is literally my size, and that's just. It's just a scary proposition. Although when you watch his take, it's it's so it's just it's amazing. The guy's supremely talented. But so then I just started singing, you know, like a Hallelujah Justin Fields song to myself. Is that what you're gonna call this? Yeah, Hallelujah mm-hmm. Justin Fields. And then the dog started going nuts uh, to the <laughs> to the song. So then I sat down with her and sang it directly to Poppy the puppy. Um, because it was so, I think it's very catchy, and clearly the dog likes it. So I think we should make this a thing. We should sing this all together after we all listen to it. My song to Poppy the Puppy. How should we play that now? Here we go. Here we go. I got a new song. You ready? Three, two, one. It's for Justin Fields. QB one, my QB one. Hallelujah. QB one, my QB one. Hallelujah. Yes, sing it for Justin. QB one, my QB one. Hallelujah. QB one, my QB one. Hallelujah. Team Justin. She doesn't bark ever. Wow. Yeah, there's a couple angles here. (laughs) One is she's very excited about Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one is I'm picturing the scene in The Last of Us when the dog starts barking at at, uh, oh, the, oh, no. at the, infected, <laughs> the infected dog owner and knows something's wrong. I think that's a possibility <laughs> yeah. here that she's yes. just really worried about you. <laughs> I, I, I think there is legit concern, and uh, I'm enjoying the chat right now. <laughs> the dog is saying Caleb Williams just listened. That's a funny one, Rockstar 80. <laughs> Mom says dog's telling Carm to shut the hell up. <laughs> also possibility. Sweet Jesus for Bragg's. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one? Oh, from Jesus. Yeah. Don't you think that's a great tune, though? QB1, my QB1. No? I'll say this. But that, I hate a- everything about it. However, <laughs> after I was forced to make that clip, I had it stuck in my head for about 10 minutes. Yes. Right? Yep. Hallelujah. I mean, I was that was just a snippet of the 10 minutes that we did this. What about? Around the whole house. Oh, what about? God, you cut it at 20 <laughs> seconds or whenever that was. Oh, here we go. The Duke is chiming in. Thank you, Duke. <laughs> the Duke, 1999. Poppy the Puppy saying, stop. My ears are sensitive. <laughs> I mean, literally the dog never barks. 
and I, <laughs> and I was in Hoppy the kitchen singing. I was in the kitchen singing to myself and just started going off. Tor- I'm like, okay, Torian, this th- is good. For this Torian. is the thing. Dog was barking, basically wanted to replace with Cooper Rush, <laughs> Zappy, Zappy and Birdie. Torian, you're you are long time, long time with that. That's it's true. I've, I I forgot about my Bailey's or whatever I said about Bailey Zappy, but whatever I did say, I apologize. You were you were you 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 had a a roller coaster ride with backup random, probably backup quarterbacks. Throughout the season. Cooper Rush was hot for a minute. You were big on Cooper yeah, Rush. Now, the one yeah. thing I will defend you on Cooper Rush, it was at least that was during the stretch where Justin Fields was, actually looked like it. He was terrible. It was mm-hmm. bad. Um, it, then I think <laughs> Justin Fields saved you from Cooper Rush more than anything by playing better. This is true. Um, and I'm so happy that QB1 is QB1, as evidenced by that song. All right, we got a lot to get to here. So, uh, I, if you'd like to uh, hit me up on, you know, personally on Twitter, I will, you know, direct message you the, my, the video so you can just have it and you can play it in, in your house. Oh, it should it's be on not, Spotify. I was going to say it's not going to Spotify. Yeah, maybe, Spotify, maybe Spotify. That's Apple. a good point. That's a good yeah. point. You don't need to do that. It'll by the way, if you're listening to the pod on Spotify, please write and review. Please write a, a review. Five star review because, as we all know, a four star review is <sighs> basically a one star review. Five yeah, stars five stars here. Yeah, what's up with that? That's a weird Same algorithm thing. with, like, thing. Uber. Like, yeah, it's an algorithm situation. I basically only give Uber drivers five-star reviews because I realize they're trying to make a living. And I almost made one exception. We even talked about this on the show. It has to do with the Super Bowl. I actually like a ruling from our listeners on this. Oh. Nick and I were in an Uber to the airport, and this dude was just bashing Chicago. To the point that I was, I was, I'm usually fall under the, like, I don't want conflict. I'm just going to let this guy say what he has to say, get out of the car and move on with my day. But I was about ready to push back. And my, my thought was like, if I was an Uber driver and my, I'm going to ask my, the people in my car where they're from, I don't think it's a great strategy for me as I'm trying to get a tip to bash wherever they're from. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. I mean, this dude was just like, Chicago's the worst place ever. My mom used to live there. She said that I was going to just get killed if I lived there. So, like, that's just stupid. Well, that's what I, and I'm like, and I was making subtle responses like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, it's not the whole city. So, did you give him a like zero star review? No, because I'm just. That's it, definitely should I have? I guess yes. is my question. hundred percent. If you, you, know what, if you no, went you down dare. the dangerous road, I would I would have thrown down on him, dude. Have you seen the country? Don't 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 bark up the Chicago tree, and you just told on yourself. Well, I I yes, and I did push back mm-hmm. a little bit because at one point I was like, yeah, it's not the whole city. It's not much different than pretty much everywhere <laughs> else. Every like, other city's gonna yeah. have certain parts. In it. Like, like it's the reputation, and I didn't want to be like. It sounds like your mom's contributing to that, but um. Like, anyway, should I have given him? I, yes. I still went five stars and no, gave him a that tip. Was a I just wouldn't. Have dude's trying to make a living. Not know. not a very good job of doing it. That's a Bye. that's a bad job. Well, that's true. You know, Adam, I actually thought you were talking about our first Uber driver, Brandon Spano. Oh yeah, well, that's that, who I thought. I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah that that rate. Oh, that was straight zero too. stars, but. <laughs> I like that ride. The <laughs> uh, Bears 85, $5 Which part where chat. we almost died was your favorite? I, I, li- I like some volatility in a, in a ride. Yes. Can you do 
Can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel the love? I'll year, work on it. I'll work on it to bear's eight for next year. Okay. Can you feel the love? Okay. Okay. Uh, and from B. By the way, that, that Uber driver was also super stoned out of his mind. Oh, no doubt about it. Thank you, B. Demps. Love the show. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> love the show. Thanks, Appreciate B. you, Appreciate B. Demps. Do we want to get to this question yet? Or are we are we still doing? What do we got? We got a lot of stuff to do. We got a lot wow, of stuff. 54? You can bring that up. All right, here we go. This is from After Hours Luke, 499. What do we think about trading from 1 to 9, getting a haul, then trading 9 to Cincinnati for T. Higgins plus a day two pick? So here's the here's the thing about this. So T. Higgins is your first round pick? Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yep. Like, I love this idea of getting all these picks, and T. Higgins sounds great. I actually like T. Higgins a lot. I think it'd be a great fit, but like... I don't know. At some point, don't you actually have to pick somebody in the first round? You have eight draft picks going into this draft. At some point, Ryan Poles is going to have to go to the podium and, you know, make a selection at some point. But T. Higgins would no doubt help Justin Fields. It's the biggest home run he can hit. Trade far back, get tons of picks, and then get the pick right. At that mm-hmm. point, we'll all be bowing down to Ryan Poles if he can do it. Uh, but I am slightly focused on after hours Luke's avatar because that – picture is intense <laughs> i mean it's a bit uh, terminator if i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. oh it's so arnold. it's arnold okay come on i, I come oh, no. <laughs> i mean this dude's coming to play i wouldn't mess with after hours luke no serious but i like the concept uh but it scares me can you do this you know you but when you go back in time to bears gyms let's all remember for a minute uh, ryan pace's first draft pick was kevin white kevin white right Right. Ugh. So, exactly. You were the trying second to... second was Leonard Floyd. S- Leonard's well, first, second, first. His second, second first, first round, round pick. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, but the first one, you... I just think it's a good lesson. You, you picked a guy that you fell in love with who didn't do a whole lot, who flashed, and you were a little bit going genius in the room. Versus, why not just make a very solid play? You don't know... You don't have to stamp yourself as draft genius the first time going through this just make a logical there's this dude has got a high floor and and you know i'm not sure what ceiling he can hit but i know he's going to help us i would not mind any of that uh brandon chiming in here five dollars you guys are awesome appreciate all you do can Thanks, we please get the pit defensive tackle and jaden reed jaden reed from michigan state yeah. loves justin yeah, i love jaden reed uh, the pit D tackle, like like uh, like the pit Panthers. I assume Aaron yeah. Donald. I mean, that's yeah, a good, Aaron that's Donald. A good, that's a good guy. I'd take Aaron Donald. Who's your pit DT this in the draft? I'm not or is sure. he or is he yeah. talking about yeah free agency? I don't know. Blanking on names here. Well, it's, here's the amazing. We're thing. letting you down, Brandon. I, I, I no, we're not. Because I here's the amazing thing: is we have this awesome database yeah. that we've created for our diehards. Well, really, we create, recreated it for us. But we're Clancy. Giving, he says Clancy. Okay. Clancy. Clancy. Pittsburgh. Clancy. Uh, I'm putting him on my Brandon comeback Monday. I will do a deep dive on him this weekend. Three different ways of spelling it, though. Yeah, a lot of people (laughs) saying it. Uh, The Duke, 99. (laughs) (laughs) You should have told the Uber driver your mom makes me feel dangerous. Yeah. Well, we still need to get to our destination, so we couldn't say anything. No, but that's why you just say not five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You are, uh, I guess I'm too nice. Bad person. Yeah. All right, I'll go back in here and change it. Can you still do that? I don't know. I don't believe so. I don't know if there's time for that. All right. Um, ESPN has a tiered list of running free agent running backs. So they took the 16 
top free agent running backs that are available. Uh, this was Mike Clay, who does a really good job with their fantasy football coverage as well. Um, and he has in tier one Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Sounds about right. I don't no think we have any there. arguments there. Um, perhaps you could make Saquon Barkley his own tier and then put Josh Jacobs in the second tier if you wanted, but I think this makes sense. The top in tier two, although, yeah, and these do not appear to be in alphabetical order, so this seems like the top guy he has in tier two is... Drumroll? Drumroll? Who is it, I'm focused on Kalija Kansi. Um, <laughs> that's where I, that's, I'm still stuck on Kalija Kansi, and I love the chat that like, like, there's 17 answers on who that was. So, uh, no, I don't have a guess on tier two. David oh, there Montgomery. It is. There it is. Chicago mm-hmm. Bears running back mm-hmm. David Montgomery is the top. Now, a little surprised higher than Tony Pollard, although in the same tier. So tier two is Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and Tony Pollard. Um, But I like this, man. Montgomery deserves his props. I'm glad he's getting a little bit of respect here. Um, Now it might actually be bad because if it – Top tier two, he might actually get paid. That, that's my reaction. Like, yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not top tier. Move that that means if you're putting him there, it makes me more skeptical that he's coming back because yeah. the Bears, I don't think, are going to pay for him uh, or overpay for him is how they would look, is what they would say. And here are just some stats that kind of validate why tier two is actually probably a good slot for Dave Montgomery. He has 185 missed tackles forced in the past four seasons. That's the fifth most in the NFL, you guys. And other than Josh Jacobs, who's in Tier 1, he's the only free agent running back with more touches than Montgomery's 1,070 since he was drafted in 2019. It's a guy that does a lot for the Bears, and he hasn't had a good offensive line. And if Ryan Poles is looking to actually build this up for fields, it's going to benefit Montgomery. And if you can make something work out, I'm all for David Montgomery being here in 2023. The money's right. I'm, I'm all for it. The other thing that Clay points out in this is that he doesn't fumble. He's fumbled. He's durable. He's played in 60 of 66 games. He's fumbled only six times in his entire career. You know exactly what you're going to get with David Montgomery. Yep. Solid all around. And if you Somebody listen- in the chat is saying that Darrington Evans is better. I don't know who that is, but that person should be. I don't know if we might have to block Darrington him. Darrington Evans? <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Oh, it's Brax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bragg's David Montgomery take is by far his worst. I mean, I don't not, agree it's with not it. even close. I thought his worst was something to do with like Purdue and and, and that whole thing. You know what? It's I've really cho- embarrassing. I have chosen to just let Bragg's enjoy his second round loss in Oof. advance, yeah. and you know he can. It'll be fine. Are you going to go to the Big Ten tournament, by the way? I think the show should go. I'd love it. Well, you're Mr. Ticket Guy, and here's a good segue to the read you were supposed to do about 10 minutes ago. All right. But, like, like, tickets would be a good place to find on. Uh, That would be game time tickets, Adam. And, yes, you can get your Big Ten tournament So maybe to answer your question, I think if I jump on game time and I find the right deal, I could see myself inside of a UC. When does this take place? It's Um, it's coming up 
uh, March March twelfth. It starts on Wednesday the eighth. Yes, and goes all the way through the weekend. If you wanted to, just for the record, if you wanted to have a ticket to get in the building for the entire weekend of games, right now that would cost you five hundred and eleven dollars, which is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's five days. So you're paying a hundred bucks a day, roughly. Wednesday's usually the Northwestern day, but apparently not this year. I, yeah, we're, we, we, love play, we, we love playing in that uh, 16, 13, 14, Oof. 15 game. That's a hot game. I, mean, there's, <laughs> I believe there's only 14 teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, but they would put Northwestern in the 16. Yeah, I don't know how I got to 16. Whatever. They're about to be 16. No, I said there's, there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. There's going to be 16. Oh, so it's right. I'm sorry. 14, 11, 13, 12 game. The 14, 11. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. 14, 11, 13, 12. Let's go Nebraska. Let's go Northwestern. Let's go Minnesota. Let's go Penn State. Let's battle it out. But that's not the case this year, baby. Number two seed. But more importantly, 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time Ticket app. You get the best seats and or get in the building for the best prices on the Game Time Tickets. Big Ten tournament, concerts, shows, whatever you need, Game Time Tickets have it. There is no better price in the secondary market than Game Time Tickets, even when you add in the fees. So, yes, Game Time Tickets is exactly where you should be going. Baseball, football, hockey, and in order to see, um, you know, Nicholas Boreano do stand-up slash or, I don't know, one of his workouts that should you should actually sell tickets for that too. Game time tickets. Sure. Let's do it. That's Let's weird. Do it. That was a weird so way to weird. end that read. Very weird. Yeah, it was. I'm watching work If Moriano had a show that you could pay for, you could get it on game time tickets. Uh, Just download the app. It makes your life so much better. <laughs> I love it. Uh, one thing I'm wondering, uh, I think Nick's wondering if people are going to watch, is the upcoming quarterback documentary on Netflix. Uh, Netflix has been killing this. This uh, documentary series genre within the sports world. Um Talked about the golf one earlier, but they, they're profiling it's Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. I think we know the one that's the most interesting out of the bunch, but Kirk Cousins. Yes. Kirk Cousins, family <laughs> oh, life. They're mic'd up every single game and they get to you get to hear them interact with their families afterwards, so you get to see that behind the scenes look. I don't know, I'm interested. I'm always anytime you have the behind the scenes kind of look for anything football related. I'll be watching, tuning in. It's also like my girlfriend likes watching those things too. So I'm like, all right. That's, well, that's that, what I wanted to bring up here because like it gives you, I, I assume this can be similar to what literally just came out. I think it came out last week, but just watching the last couple of days is golf documentary series. They killed it with the F1. I mean, that's what started all this. The F1 documentary, it's, it's explode. Like F1 was already popular and obviously made money, but more internationally, but like it's created this whole secondary Russia fans um, because you're getting to learn more about the drivers, their families, all the stuff behind the scenes. And people start watching this on Netflix. They're like, oh, this is super cool. Now I'm an F1 fan. Now there's all these podcasts and the athletics hiring F1 writers and all this stuff. Like, and it's actually generating subscriptions to their, you know, their it's, it's like business wise. It's been very, very interesting. I think this golf series is going to have a similar effect, honestly, with like the casual person that doesn't watch a lot of golf yeah, my wife was watching. We watched three episodes last night, and she loved it. I'm gonna have to tune. In. I have like the interest in golf. Uh, how long are for they? Me. Are they thirty or an hour? 
they're they're closer to an hour. Yeah, but I want to say they're more like 40, 50 minutes. Did you hear Lawrence judging your TV watching? No, not at all. I just, I I mean, I don't know if I could do three in Uh, in an hour. We, well, I watched one with my son, which is another small little thing. Netflix, I love all this stuff, and this goes actually, can we, remember when they had, um, The Last Dance came out, and they had Mm -hmm. the, I think I brought this up before. On ESPN2, they had a censored version where they bleeped out all the swear words. Really? I didn't know that. Well, but it was uh, my That's nice. James loved, and at that point, I think he was only five or six when that came out, and he loved watching it. But like, there were a lot of f words on that show, and I mean, a couple here and there, I'm okay with, which is more like this golf series. There's a few, mm-hmm. but like, I, I'm I'm playing Taylor Swift for my daughter, and boy, Tay Tay, she's she's a bit uh, mouthy these days. With is she? Wow, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Very. Well, can we get the secondary feed yeah. or? No, I'm asking too much. There's a lot of good documentary series out there. Just kids can watch it too. Anyway, my son really loves golf, so he was watching uh, this and the words out of my wife's mouth. I can't believe these came out. She actually said this. I want to play golf. She said that. Wow. So anyway, I don't know that the NFL necessarily needs uh, you know more fans. They're so certainly going to try. Um, this sounds interesting to me. I'll definitely watch it. For sure. I wish Nathan Peterman was in it, but... Oh, yeah, that would make it really interesting. It feels like a weird balance, that right, whole thing. let's end the show with the Duke. Oh, the Duke is just... forty nine ninety nine from the Duke. We love you, Duke. Duke. You know this. Okay, Duke. football take. Poles is an upgrading wide receiver. He's going to see if Claypool can become the wide receiver number one. He's built like. He will throw most of his money at the lines. Why not go get an elite outside zone running back for your outside zone system? Ugh, I don't know if I agree. I, I find adding, uh, just considering all the options this year and the le- or, or lack thereof at wide receiver, I find it very interesting to see if the Bears will get creative with the playmakers they bring in, be it literally any of the running backs, top of the food chain, give me some Saquon. I'd love it. I disagree. I think there's going to be more wide receiver help coming. Yeah, I think it's risky to just go in with the group that you have and put all, everything in on Chase Claypool, so... See what happens though, the Duke. You have anything? You have any love on Robert Woods? I uh, big fan of Robert Woods. I think he once helped me win a fantasy championship. Just got uh, cut. He's I, out. He's out there. I think he's. It's over. I mean, the Rams were willing to like let him go and then sign Allen Robinson, who was basically like. That was that didn't work out. Yeah, I, and Ta- then the Taylor Titans got rid of him right away. Taylor Luan, did that do anything for you? We got to go, I know. I'd rather have younger guys with upside. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, a yeah. couple here and there, like a Riley Reef signing last year. Good, I mean, there, there is the value for some of that, but yep. um, not for big money. So, yep. All right, we're out of here. Uh, Nick and Will will be back tomorrow with the uh, Chicago Audible Friday edition of the show. Looking forward to that. Uh, otherwise, we are headed. Well, we'll be back here Monday in studio, but then we are headed to Indianapolis for the combine. So we'll have a combine preview episode next week. All types of coverage at allchgo.com. Anything else I'm forgetting? I'm spending my weekend watching draft tape of everybody. So if there's any names out there that you're interested in my opinion and hit me up at, at the Carmen, I will watch them. And, and the, the XFL. XFL. And the XFL. Don't Jesus. All right, Carm, sing us out. Ready? 